This week on Dear Bros, we're going to be embracing the power of positive change. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Everybody, welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Andy Spence. I'm Tim Fulton. And this is What Do You Got? What Do You Got? What Do You Got? One of us picks a topic that the other person doesn't know about, and then we just bullshit about it for a while. Tim's turn. My neck is itchy. Yeah. I mean, we should probably not do this. Life is meaningless. So we should just not. That's not what I want to fight. It's not what you're worried about. When change occurs. Oh. The power of positive. Look, the screen change. I feel better already. Oh, my God. I am blessed. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, God. This is going to be this is gonna be a terrible one, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So... I think, well, you know me. Every now and then I like to get fucking existential. And I like to ask the big questions of the universe. And this is one of them. I, I mean, I guess I just want to chit-chat for a little bit. Yeah, that's what this is about. That's what the show is about. So Perfect place to do it. So I'm going to be using the gym a lot as a metaphor. Because the gym is oddly a good metaphor for life. For a lot of things. It is. And I feel like I use it so often that it's, it's lost its luster. Yeah, but not to the audience. Yeah, no, we, no. We have like four I feel like people a who watch our video. Oh. When I say it, because I say it so much, because it's so easy. It's, it's everyone knows. Well, most people know what it's like to work out at some level, and it's so relatable. It's so relatable, and it's so yeah. It's just a thing. I agree. So I'm gonna use it literally, but it's also a metaphor. If okay, that makes sense. So you and I have talked a lot about. Uh, finally, finally, I'm back at the gym after like the world's worst two year hiatus. See that, everybody three weeks and he's already talking about it he's uh, a millennial. i won't he's if, a millennial if you let me i won't sorry. shut up about it sorry yo <laughs> i'm just i'm fucking with you sorry go ahead i mean you ain't wrong no go ahead. that's one of my biggest pitfalls is when i start something like that like with anything i tell myself like don't talk about it don't talk about it don't talk about it and i immediately am just like what's a podcast world? <laughs> Dude, you, you would be uh the opposite of like one of those emperors who would like have one of his, let's be honest, slaves follow him around to just say, you're only a man. So that he didn't get such a big head, be like, you're going to tell me that my biceps look big and that the gym is working yep. every five seconds. Every five seconds. Like, oh anyway, God. that's actually kind of the moral of the story. So, okay. My big thing with the gym, specifically starting out, and I think this is one of the reasons why it took me so long to legitimately get back. I, they tell you the gym is, like, really good for your mental health, which it is. But they say, like, when you work out, you release endorphins and you feel good about yourself. It's not how it works for me. It's mm-hmm. never how it's worked for me. I When I leave the gym, within the first month to two months of going to the gym, I feel terrible about myself. Like, miserable. Doesn't matter how hard I worked out. Doesn't matter any of those things. I feel like a dirtbag. Like a piece of shit. And I tell myself that. So I know if I've been without the gym for a while and I genuinely feel like I'm at day one all over again, I'm in for one to two months of feeling like shit. Yeah. It's a trick. It's a trick. Yeah. Your, 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 your brain's trying to stay comfortable. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you don't need this. Look at you. You're not even you, – look, look you've, been, you've been doing this for a full day and you didn't lose 30 pounds yet. So why would you do this? Just go sit on the couch. Play Zelda. Yeah. That's what your brain says. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Basically. I've been, dude, it's bad. Like, yeah. like, how am I not? Where's the six pack? I've been at it for sixteen minutes. What's I, going on? I don't go in that direction, but I compare myself to other people. 
So I'll sit there and I'll be like, you haven't worked out in two years. You're never going to catch up to that guy. What's the fucking point? You're a goddamn loser. Just go fucking walk on the treadmill. Yeah. 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 I've never done that. I, I, I might have a conflicting thing with this. I don't know where you're going, but I get a little bit um, uh, hesitant when people say, like, don't compare yourself to other people and don't do this and don't do that. It's like, yeah, um, you shouldn't use uh, a hammer to put a screw in, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't mean you throw the hammer out, right? So the hammer is useful. So you can say like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Like this guy is fucking, but use that as like, yeah, if I just put the time in, I could do that too. Yeah. And I want to put the time in and then don't bring it home with you. Don't do that. Just practice it, leaving it at the gym. Use it to get through your exercise. Use it in the morning when you get up and your bed's comfortable and you don't want to get out of it. But it's good to do that, to be competitive with yourself. And sometimes it takes you to be competitive with somebody else who doesn't even know they're competing against you. Uh, which perfect. is other people at the gym. Perfect 10. There's a, I used to go to the gym really early in the mm. morning, years ago. And there was this guy there. We're not even on my topic anymore. We'll, sorry. We'll get back I'm to very it. sorry. I but do this. there was this guy there who was about my height, about my weight, but fucking built. And I would call him Perfect Tim because whenever I was at the gym, we had this roughly the same routine, like the same. I do like the five-day split. I could tell he did the five-day split. We were yeah. like very similar exercises, but he was just perfect. Like he was fucking crushing weight. And yeah. Like, he didn't need to stop and breathe. Like he would just go from one to the other, to the other, to the other. I fucking hate that guy. Anyway. So <laughs> yeah. But did you use that to go? Did you use that? Or did you look at that as discouraging? Discouraging. Who? Okay. I'm wired backwards. I know that this is an app. This isn't applicable to everybody. Yeah. But my- no, no, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. So my, my point is that I finally got to a point. I've been going to the gym for about a month now. I messaged you this earlier today, but I finally feel my strength coming back. I'm not like some big meathead. I'm not pulling like a crap ton of weight. Yeah. But significant improvement. And so. For you. For me. Which is the important factor. Yeah. Yeah. And my brain got distracted from, oh, you're not that guy with, oh, wow, this feels easy. I can probably up this by a lot. And I did. Like I suddenly was pulling a lot more weight than I have been within the past three, four weeks. And it's a little victory because it's not where I was. It's not where I end hope to end up, God willing. But it's a little victory, uh, like that little itty bit of change. And like I know the more I go, the more those little changes will occur and the more that they'll like propel me forward. Momentum. Momentum. And it's the basically like my whole point is everyone is constantly waiting for like a big aha moment. Which is funny because I kind of had one which started this, but but how did you have it? I was at a wedding. Don't ask me how I had it. No, that's the momentum. I remember you telling me about this. Yes. So, what you were in was you were in this little funk, right? And you couldn't get out of it. Uptown funk. And what you did was you had that momentum of endorphins of doing something fun, especially with all the COVID crap. You went to a wedding. You like weddings, so you had a lot of fun. I did. What you did, though, was was you didn't sit on that and squander it. Yeah. You used it to get you to go to the gym. Yeah. You could have easily just not done it that one day, and you would have never went. Yeah. Because a couple days later, that feeling would have wore off, less motivation. There's a... 
it's like the the opportunity and then like you have to actually take advantage of the opportunity yeah like you can't just let them go by yeah so that's a big part of it but that is what kicks momentum off like somebody has to push the rock the rock doesn't move by itself you have to push it now as you get going down a hill it's easier to push it yeah but like if you stop the rock something has to start it again exactly and like I like the idea of embracing these little itty bitty changes and like just like letting yourself revel in like petty bullshit. Like, all right, yeah, I was doing a one arm row with 50 pounds. That's not a lot for a lot of people, but it, it was a big improvement for me today. Like, I hadn't done that in a really long time. That's I have the weakest ass back in the world, but I hadn't done that in a really long time. That's a really good point, though. Is your. I used to have this. thing like a lot of people do is they compare what they're doing to other people yeah and what you're doing is you're comparing it to yourself and your own progress which is what i try to do now and what made the switch in my head was like all my injuries and all that i had to think about things differently but one of the things that i thought about differently was if you would see somebody that was lifting more than you, whether it's in the gym or in a video or whatever, and you're like, well, I could do, you know, I want to do, it's like, is that your goal? What is your goal? If your goal is not to lift 500 pounds, then why are you attaching that to your representation of yourself in the gym? You're not even trying to do that. Yeah. So why are you getting either depressed or down on yourself for not being there? Yeah. You're not even trying to get there. Yeah. So, and a lot of people, like, they see some dude who's, like, or a girl who's, like, super ripped and all this stuff. And it's, like, that isn't even their goal. But they'll get, like, I'm never going to be that, so why am I even here? But you're not even trying to get there. Or it's not even possible. I I hate to pull the whole I'm a little guy card. But, like, that can be really, like, upsetting at times. Like, I'm not – I'm statistically average, but I'm statistically average. So when I go to the gym – probably more than half of the people half the guys there especially the guys that are really working out are bigger than me substantially so yeah so i'm looking at looking at people who are six feet tall and are working out so they're already built yeah but i'm never going to be a six foot tall 200 pound dude it's just not going to happen it's physically impossible so when i compare myself to those people and i'll allow myself to get upset about it it's I'm allowing myself to get upset about something that's not a reality. Exactly. And there's a, there's a multitude of different ways you can look at that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can look at that and be like, Oh my God, and this totally pointless. I'm this helpless. I'm never going to be six feet tall. I'm going to go home. You can look at that. Like I'm never going to be six foot, whatever. So that means I have to work harder mm-hmm. because I need to work twice as hard to get there because I don't have the natural size that allows me to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But then there's also the flip side to that where if you're ever getting too down on yourself, you can think like this is like one scenario. Like that guy who's six whatever might not have, you know, he might not like his hair. He might not like his face. He might not like the fact that he's not good at math, whatever the fuck. Or, you know, he might... He might have a two-inch penker. Who he knows? might have a two-inch dick. So there's... Other things that aren't – you're just in the gym, so you're yeah. you're assessing everything about people based on the environment that you're in. Yeah. And, like, yeah, there might be, like, certain, thing, <clears throat> certain things that you're obviously comparing there. But, like, it's, it's important – I always think of, like, if you're being hard on yourself, 
unless you're in like a, a real big rut where you need to like kick yourself in the ass, I think it's totally acceptable to be very, very hard on yourself as long as you're doing it as a motivational tool. Yeah, that that becomes like a hard back and forth because it's so easy to be hard on yourself and it'll allow you to dig yourself deeper. But here's the thing. you All you have to look at it like is is almost like um like a business. Yeah. Am I getting results from this method? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And what do I need to adjust? Am I going too hard where I feel sad because I put myself down too much? Well, then adjust that. I don't I do not do it that much then. Because if you're not doing it enough, you could do the same thing. You just don't get out of bed or you don't. Yeah. You don't do whatever. Yeah. So there's like a balance and everything. And everyone has a different balance. Everyone has a different balance. Some people are 50-50. Some people are 70-30. That's a good way to put it. I, mean, I was thinking about that while working out. I, I'm, again, far away away from being like, I can flail my arms and there will be improvement in my body. Yeah. But at some point, I'm going to get to a point where I'm used to having a coach that, you know, that one, like a, a legitimate coach that pushes you over the edge. And I'm already thinking like, when I get there... Am I going to have, like, the mental fortitude to, like, yell at myself to be like, no, fucking push it. Don't stop. Yeah. So the the one thing that I looked – I kind of lucked out because I enjoy working out. Yeah. But there's certain aspects and certain times where you don't want to do certain things or you it's tough to do it. Yeah. The way that I look at it, um, especially when people are, like, they, they want something – but I always say, like, well, how how bad yeah, do you, you want to do it? And they're like, well, I really, really, really want to get in shape. Or I really, really, really want to start going to the gym. I said, well, then you need to look at it like it's not an option. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you can't look. I said, no. Like, you kind of have to look at it like it's not an option. That doesn't mean, like, you're never going to skip a day. Or you're never going to have a day where you take off or whatever. I said, but basically, you have to look at it like it's a job. And once you accept that, it's so much easier to go to because yeah. you don't ever think like, I don't think I'm going to work today because you don't have, you can't you not don't go have to that work. Luxury, yeah. And if you could work would be much harder to go to as far as that's concerned. So it, once you accept, this is what I do now. And it's not seven days a week. Sometimes it's going to be five. Sometimes it's going to be six. Sometimes it's going to be three. Yeah. But once you accept like, no, this is what I do. I go to the gym and I work out. It's done. You're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. But you have to tell yourself that, like, this is what I do now. This is what I do now, yeah. And I think that that is very difficult, especially for people that don't go to the gym, that that is what they do. Yeah. Because they they come up with, like, that demon starts to whisper and say, that's not what you do. You don't do this. Whatever. But it, that's applicable to so many other things. Which I kind of want to get into. Yes, uh, I didn't going, mean to detract go, so, much, so going, much from your hmm? topic. I didn't mean to detract so much from your no, topic. No, it's fine. No, I knew you were going to run with the gym thing, which is actually why I let off with that. Um, but going back to the whole, like, appreciate little change and little victories and whatnot and how they're, like, so much more powerful than um, that big aha moment. That's the word I was asking you. I'm thinking of aha moment, but it's not aha moment. No, aha moment is the, uh, the that's the Oprah saying. Yeah, the but there, there's a word I'm looking for. Like an epiphany? Yes. You're not going to have that epiphany. And if I you like do, to, it's dude, not... when you have to go to me for vocabulary. <laughs> I know, it's a problem, which okay. actually relates here. So we talked a while back about me and writing and how I was in a, a rut. And I've been working on a book for six years, six years at this point. And at the time, I had about, I want to say I had about 12,000 words written. Okay. Since we had that conversation... 
you already know all this, but I'm going to tell you. I'm no, no, tell you. me like I don't know. Yeah. So since we've had that conversation, I finished my outline for the book, which was probably the biggest hurdle. And it didn't take that long for me to actually sit down and really hammer it out. And I have more than doubled my word count. So I think I'm at 29,000. I'm at a, a, almost exactly 29,600 words. So closer to triple than double. Closer to triple than double in a matter of a month. And it was based off that same, like, I had that weird moment at that wedding where I just, my body just decided, like. We had also had a recent conversation about that. Yeah. On the podcast. On the podcast. Yeah. And there, I remember I was, I, I don't know if it was on or off, but I was kind of, I don't want to say tough, but like, I kind of just like told yeah. you how I more so would tell me. Yeah. And there's that weird thing where you have a very tangible example for yourself right now. Exactly. Where yeah. you have a, an actual, um, uh, what do they call it? Like things you can count words. No, no. Like a statistic that you can count. Not a tangible or a, uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, so I, I know the word, but the, uh, so you have like, I took this many years to write this many words. It's a very clear comparison, com not a compare. It's not, it's not the word, but yeah, it's a comparison, but you're, you have like two statistics that you can look at and you can't, there's no like, yeah, but I, I, I used to go and I used to, and I have work. No, the words are the words. The time is the time. Those are not negotiable. They're yeah. not, they're not changeable. You can't fudge them. They're not mentally adjustable. They exist. They exist. Yeah. And then you have like, oh, I actually just did it and wrote. That's why that's what I was telling you. The words a day thing. I told you yeah. the words a day thing. And you were doing that. The half hour or whatever the fuck you said you were going to do. I think you, you told me, you yelled at me because I was like, I'm going to do a half. You said do a half hour a day. And at one point I was like, yeah, I think I could do an hour a day. And you're like, you're already fucking it up. Yeah. I'm like, you're like, you're setting yourself up for failure. But it's a common thing that people yeah. do is they, when they're feeling good, they get overly ambitious. Yeah. And then do. what happens is it's almost like their brain is so smart. That demon is that he purposely sets unattainable goals yeah. so that you fail them so that you get depressed and go back to doing nothing. Yeah. So, when you did that, though, you basically did, if in your comparison, you did seven and a half years of writing in a month. Yes. Basically. Seven and a half years of writing in a month. Yes. Which is, when you look at that, you cannot, there's no explanation that you can come up with that denies the fact of just like, no, the only difference is that I actually just did it. Yeah. I just did it. Yeah, 100%. And... It's funny because I do enjoy the process of writing. It's really funny. I enjoy writing. There are certain chapters that I get to that I'm like, this is going to suck. Which yes, it's like sense. the gym. It's, all my it's head. people's leg day. It's people's, or people's leg back day. day. God, I wrote a funeral. It was terrible. It was fucking terrible. But that's what I'm yeah. saying, though. Like, the, the, there's aspects of things that you love to do that you hate to do. Yeah. And, yes. and it yes. could just be like the process of getting ready to do it yeah. or getting in the mindset to do it or knowing that you're going to waste, not waste, you're going to spend six hours doing it. Yes. Something that's like that. So part of the thing that I think that helped me going back to the little victories thing, I've actually been keeping, I've been an annoying the fuck out of you. Cause yeah, I'll, I'll, good. I'll yeah. Makes me feel lazy. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I've hit 13,000. I hit 15,000. I hit 17,000. Like I tell you how many words I hit, but I'm also keeping track of it. 
Mm. So like I have not a spreadsheet, but at the very end of my thing, I see how many awards I've wrote on any given day and I see how far I progress. And each one to the other isn't big. All right, so I have 12,000. Now I have 13,500. Now I have 13,200 or 13,800. Now I have this, now I have that. But when I look at that list, I'm like, fuck, I got really far. And like, I can see the progression. And each one is like a little bit more of like, a, oh, I did a little more. Oh, I did a little more. And it's that little bit of each little victory and going back and allowing myself to review something as simple as like just scrolling through the fucking book just to allow myself to be like, wow, I'm I roughly at 100 pages. Be like, wow, I fucking wrote 100 pages. Yeah. Is fucking ridiculous. And it's not done. It's not close to done. I'm not even halfway yet, I think. But it's not the point. I allowed myself the little victories. And I know that it's working, though that little victory thing. Because today I was listening to NPR. He's old as fuck. I'm, Tim's, I, Tim's 98 years old, by the it, way. It's terrible. It's terrible. And they had this thing where they were like, or they're like, next guest that we're going to have on NPR is Andrew so-and-so. He's here to talk about his debut novel. Hi, Andrew. How are you? And he started talking about it. And this guy. I wrote a novel before, Tim. The guy's name was Andrew. I found it really funny. Um, way after the fact. Way after the fact. Because I always forget your name is actually Andrew. Because <laughs> we just call you Andy. Yeah. You're just a big old Andy. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about it. And he, first off, he took 11 years to write his book. Second off, he it was his debut novel. So it was the first book he ever wrote. And here he is on NPR and it is the novel that they are suggesting their readers to read. And his book was all about um, a family that got rich. And this guy discovers that they got rich through illegal means. And it's not what my story is about, but there's a lot of similarities. Like, it's in the same, same genre, same genre, same realm. Maybe even cl- more than just same genre. They're close. They're not the same, but they're close. And the entire time I was sitting there, it was almost – going back to the gym, almost like the gym thing. If it was me two months ago, it would have been me looking at the guy being like, you're never going to be that person. But instead, I was sitting there like, you took my fucking spot. I'm going to be there next year. I'm going to be there next year. I don't know if I'm actually going to be there next year. But that's where my mind immediately went. But it's motivation. It's motivation. It was motivational instead of detrimental. Yeah. And it's all those allowing myself to revel in those little victories allowed myself to get over what would have been a hurdle naturally so that's the whole point of this is that there's little victories in everything that you do and allowing yourself to embrace those little itty bitty changes those little successes will not just like propel you further a little bit they'll also help you get over like backtracking does that make sense? Yeah. So it's it's changing the way that you, it's rewiring your brain. Yeah. It's this rewiring is, my brain. I, I, my instinctual head wanted to cut you off and be like, this is getting too positive. I need to say something negative. But, but uh, no. Nope, you're going to fail. It's, <laughs> it's rewiring your brain. So to the gym analogy, what you said before, yeah. you writing your, your notes down is somebody keeping track of the weights that they put down. Yes. And watching them, not not largely, slowly grow. Yes. And that's the same thing that you're doing. Yes. So some people need that. You you are one of the people that will write weights down in the gym. It's a, it's that kind of a thing. So when you have the positive, that's the momentum, right? So you are basically on a roll. You're you're going and doing 
this shit. So basically you're of the mindset of you're searching for motivation. You want to be motivated, but that's only because you've been motivated lately and you've been actually putting in the work. Yeah. If you didn't, if you hadn't been going to the gym and you hadn't been writing, I guarantee if you listen to that guy on the radio, your your how it hit your ear would have been different. I I can almost guarantee I would have been depressed for the rest of the day. Yeah, like I would have been straight up in a bad mood, thinking to myself, not blaming anyone but myself, but thinking to myself that could be you. But you're a, not doing it. You're except it's never going to be you. Yeah, and here's the thing too. This is another important thing with not everything, but a lot of things, is that your whole, your book, the gym, whatever, it's never ending. It's, yeah. Your book is obviously going to be finished one day, but the process of the gym, it doesn't end. Yeah. It's not like you get to 200 pounds and you're like, okay, I don't have to go anymore. Accepting that. As like trying to find some kind of peace or some kind of whatever in the actual act of doing what it is, I think is kind of only the only way to be successful in the realm of that successful is with that, with doing that. Because if you you are going there and you're purposely trying to be miserable by just being like, it's so hard, it's so hard, like you are just trying to get yourself to not want to do it. Yeah. Whereas if you're like, I want to try to find some something in this that I enjoy because I have to do it because I made an agreement with myself that I was going to go. So if I don't think that way, what what is to lead me to believe that I'm going to do that randomly? Yeah. Right. Like one of the things that I had to tell myself when I started going to the gym early because I have never been an early morning gym person. I hated it. Like I never went because I. I have horrible sleep apnea and I used to never be able to wake up. Number one, yeah. number two, I always like going at night. So I'm geared to work out at night. Yeah. So I would basically just tell myself like, well, you don't have to go when you're after work. You're being more consistent because you, it's the first thing you do. It's the first act that you do. Once you leave your house is you go to the gym. Yeah. So right off the bat, you're accomplishing something. I was going to say, uh, not to interrupt you, but that is almost like your little victory on a daily basis is that, well, it's just setting. Well, yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're, you're defying your limitation. Like you're not an early morning gym person, but every day that you go, now you are. I tell you what it. Uh, yes, but I tell you what it does is it makes your day unfailable as a whole. Because mm-hmm. if you had a list of a hundred things to do that day and you didn't do any of them, but you went to the gym, you still went to the gym. So there's some there's something about like when you accomplish something that early that you have this like it's an it's a first start momentum thing where you you're like all right I I went to the gym I feel good. So you know what? Let's go do this now. Let's go let's go do that cuz I I already did this. I yeah. already got that done. Yeah. And it's not as easy to recognize on the days you go, but it's very easy to recognize on the days that you miss the gym. Yeah. Because when you miss the gym, you feel like shit. And it's not like a physical thing, really. It's more of like a, I could have got up and went. I didn't. Or I overslept. Fuck. Overslept. And you can't carry that and let it make you not go the next day. But what it does is it, it shows you how important something that is completely mental it's completely a mental completely. thing. 
But that going to the gym in the morning, let's say some people go at night. I used to go at night, but I had to basically convince myself and kind of tell myself that there's all these good things about going to the gym in the morning instead of just being like so early. I don't want to go like, you know, it's fucking, I'm still tired. I didn't have my coffee. Like I could just focus on those, but yeah. I knew that by doing that, I w- it was going to make it so much harder to get up and go. Whereas I just focus on like the, I'm getting it out of the way. I'm being more consistent. I'm going more often. So that's what I'm focusing on. Yeah. For, uh, that is not negative. That's, that's a weird thing for me to focus on the positives of something. Because in that specific scenario, it was harder for me to go if I focus on the negatives. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really good point. Yeah. It's a really good point. Yeah. And uh, also, too, like the like like I said, bring it back to the book thing. The book that you're doing or that type of, a, of an action, it's not necessarily about just like putting words on paper. Now, in the beginning, when we had the talk, I told you, I don't give a fuck if it's a thousand does in a row, like just put stuff on paper, put stuff on paper. But what it ends up being about is just the act of doing it. Yeah. And it's not about like, Oh, I wanted to get to 200 pages. I did 200 pages. I'm done. It's not that it's the act of doing it and doing it. All of it. The, the struggling through it, the outlines, the fucking, do I need this? Do I not need this? The rewrites, all that shit. And you might love 85% of it and hate 15 of it. But the fifteen percent's important. So, like, yeah, yeah, it it, it the fifteen percent is important. My God, it's so stupid. I'm currently editing parts of it. I have to rewrite some stuff, rework that line because it's not going to work the way I originally wanted it to. Yeah. And so to focus on that, I'm re I'm editing what I've already written. Just get like the brain flowing and be like, all right, this is what the person should do. Blah 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 blah. And as I'm rereading it, I fucking hate editing. Yeah. Don't know where to put commas. My God, my grammar is terrible. And yeah, it shows. Yeah, there's. You know what? Um, I have the same issue. Like, <coughs> like uh, I've been extremely lazy when it comes to the designs I've been working yeah. on. I have not been doing the due diligence with those lately. But when I do, when I am on the ball with those, part of the reason why I will have multiple ones going at the same time is because. There's days when you're just having that writer's block as in that sense of the word. Yeah. But when I get that, I don't want it to be all unproductive. So I have multiple ones going at multiple stages so that I always have something is of like a mindless work that I had like touch up. Yeah. Like touch up is not thinking about where does this piece go? Where does that piece go? It's I got to go clean up the edges. I can clean up the edges while thinking about what I'm going to do with this. And, and that way it's not wasted time. Yeah. And like, if you have writer's block, you're like, I'll go through and, and look at where I need commas. I'll go through and look at what, how the sentence structure works. Yeah. That way I'm not just sitting here wasting my time. I'm actually doing something productive. Yeah. And accomplishing something. My yeah. account's not going up, but I'm doing something that I know has to get done and it's going to yes. matter in the long run. And that way, cause there is going to be times when there is nothing else to do, but sit there and think about yeah. what you need to do. But again, it's it's about just getting better and sharpening that stone. You know, you were hard on me about the 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 writing thing, so I'm going to start getting on you about the uh, the. I I welcome criticism yeah. at all yeah. turns. Yeah, it's time. It's time. Yes, hundred percent. It's fucking morphin' time. Yeah, it's mighty morphin'. We, we need rings. 
Tyrannosaurus. Gaudy rings. Yeah. Um, Sabertooth tiger. That's not a dinosaur, you dumb bitch. <laughs> the show is so over the top. Goldar. Um, anything so else you have on here? No, that was pretty much it. Those were the two ex- two live examples. But again, we're talking about two very specific things, but they can apply everywhere. And that was kind of the moral of the story is that, as I was going to talk to the, uh, to, to the grand audience out there, whatever you are doing, whether it is a task, like a specific task, or I don't know, just something vague, there are little victories that you should allow yourself to enjoy. Like if you're painting a room, a big room, and it's going to take you a week to do. Instead of looking around being like, this is going to take fucking forever. Allow yourself to look at what you've done and be like, that's looking really good. Or if it's not quite there, be like, I did a good first start. I need to do something else. And I truly now believe that there is power in, in acknowledging and reveling in these little small changes. I, I called it cha- when change occurs. Like... When I meant change, I meant like I'm not pulling 35 pounds. Now I'm pulling 50 yeah. pounds. Same thing. Allow yourself to enjoy the little changes. Your wall was white. Now part of it is red. Not all of it, but part of it is red or blue So or whatever. So imagine somebody like you had a party. Yep. And in, in your backyard, there's 5,000 beer cans okay. that were crushed. Yeah. And you're looking back there and you're like, I don't want to fucking pick those up. I'm not. It's going to take me for. I'll wait for uh, till I have a day where they're all picked up. But you have to walk by that to go to your car to go to work every day. Yeah. Now you can hold say ten beer cans in your hands. Yep. At a time. So you can either wait till that day comes and clean it all up in one day, or you can pick up ten beer cans at when a time. You, when you go to your car and when you come back from your car every day, just every a little day. bit every day. Now. You might end up getting a day where you can put on there, but there's no reason why you can't do that little bit. And it, and it's hard for people. I have the same issue sometimes. It's hard for people to see how that is progress. It is hard. Because you're taking two marbles off of a mountain. Yeah. It's hard until it starts to add up, which does take time. Same thing, again, the workout metaphor. Same thing with me working out. It, and I knew this was going to happen. It takes me a month to two months to get to the point where my brain changes and I start seeing those things. It's hard to see the results. That's the, that's the point. Yeah. It's, it's hard to see the results, but if you allow yourself, all right, you go to the car, you take 10, 10 cans, you go back from the car, take 10 cans, you do it one or two more times. Eventually you can look at a very small corner of your yard and be like, wow, that's, that's really clean. That looks good. Yeah. But it takes time, two weeks to do that. And the thing is, is that you don't see the cans you're putting away because they get taken off in the trash. And you can't notice the pile getting smaller until you notice something that you haven't noticed in a while. So you almost have to keep going until you see the results. Yeah. Because the results are there. They're just not that noticeable. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's something that it takes a while to do. Yeah. So, but the only other thing I will say, because we're on a very positive train, is that life is used. No. Um, there is a point where you can't, you have to acknowledge where not everything is going to be good. Not everything is going to be positive. Yes. There's going to be negative shit. And you also have to acknowledge when like take an accurate assessment of what you're doing, where you're at. And, and this is where you need to be brutally honest with yourself. 
not really judging yourself. You have to just be honest with yourself. Yeah. Like, are you really not doing that thing because of this and this and this? Or are you just not doing it because you just don't want to do it? Yeah. And that is when you have to, that's the, the initial inertia of getting that boulder to move is like in the beginning, there's going to be a lot of, I need to force myself to get up and like, fuck my feelings, fuck this. It sounds counterintuitive, but it's like, I just need to do this until it feels like it's helping. Yeah. I've never heard anybody go to the gym and work out for an extended period of time and been like, I wish I never did that. Yeah, it's true. I never heard of somebody eating really healthy and been like, I wish I just stayed eating junk food all day long. Really, have you ever heard anybody regretting doing either of those things? No. And you might turn around and be like, I want to eat junk food now, but you're not going to turn around and be like, I wish I ate junk food for the past month. Yeah. That's That's my point. Yeah. Is that it's very, when you put it like that, it's very clear, but... It's always like, well, I don't want to be like, I don't want to get like, there's so many excuses that people make. Stop with the fucking excuses. Like, just go read a book about somebody that you admire and just compare yourself to them and the, all the excuses that they could have made. All the excuses that somebody that you admire could have made to not accomplish what you admire them for. See, it's funny when you put it that way, because that a month ago, that would have put me in a very bad place mentally. What's that? If I looked at someone who was accomplished in where I want to be accomplished and I was reading about how successful they were, that would have put me in a very bad... How successful they were. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how when Michael Jordan plays in game six or whatever of the playoffs and he has the flu and he plays almost every minute of the game and is the MVP of the game. Other guys look at that. Like I can play with a sprained finger. I can play with a sprained ankle. I, I don't, I, I see the, the capacity that's the, somebody that I admire has, that's a human like me to push through difficult things. And, yes. and it's possible. Is Michael like Jordan human. Sorry. No, but there's that thing where uh, records for running, right? There's this weird thing that happens with records for, I think it's specifically running, right? So it'll be like, you can't break a five minute mile. It's impossible to break a five minute. I think it was a six minute mile, whatever for years and years and years. Couldn't do it. One guy does it. Hundreds of dudes do it the next, the next couple months. It's, it's that weird, like, oh, it's possible. Yeah. Like for, for years and years and years, it's like the record is this. It cannot be beat. One guy does it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's possible. Everyone does it now. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, but I'd say someone you admire so that you don't look at it like somebody that you don't like. They're like, oh, well, they're just fucking, they just take steroids or or whatever the fuck. But, you know, we all know a, a famous person that you like that like had a rough upbringing or they had a fucking bad car accident and they could have just been like, woe is me. You know, I'm just going to stay doing drugs or whatever. Everyone can make excuses. Yeah. Stop making excuses, including me. Stop yelling at me. Yeah. This was supposed to be positive. Write your fucking book. <laughs> I'm going as fast as I can. I have a full-time job, and I'm here a lot. <laughs> Imagine I'm like, hey, did you write your, your uh, thousand words for the day? And you're like, nah, I could play Zelda. And you just hear a knock. 
on your door. Oh, the fuck? Like, said I, a thousand words, Tim. This is going to be the last thing, and then we're going to... Holy shit, this has been a 40-minute podcast. Oh, yeah. Last thing, and then we're going to get out of here. One thing that has helped me with the book is that I'm substantially poor. So mm-hmm. right now, I don't have a gaming system that works. I don't have a computer that really works. Less distractions. I There's no distractions. There have been times where I'll come home and be like, so what am I going to do now? And I'm just like, there is literally only one thing. I, I guess I'm going to go start writing. Either my, writing or just randomly browsing the internet till the middle of the night. Get my candle, my 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 quill, <laughs> with my ink blot. All right, guys. Let us know in the comments section down below what your little victories are. There we go. I got a good one out of that. Just be negative. This has been too positive. I want to hear some negative things. <laughs> Tell us we're full of shit. Tell us nothing works. Tell us how everything is useless. Yes. Uh, I've been very positive and on a good roll, so I'm probably going to die in a car crash on the way home. And See that? <laughs> That's full circle. And I won't catch you next time because I'm dead. I'm sweating. Bye. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all 